I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Up to 90, we talk. Princess Fergie and Prince Andrew. That's it. Yeah, that's the gist, Emma. Yeah, so we're Sorry. talking Sarah Ferguson. Yeah, Sarah and let's face it, by extension, Prince Andrew. Is he still a prince? Not in my eyes. He's so gross. Like, just yeah. spoiler alert, Prince Andrew is completely gross. Would we agree? Because we haven't actually discussed this, how we feel about Prince Andrew. No, we only discussed Too it briefly. Too much talking about Gemma Collins these days. I know. Have you listened to her new podcast? I did. What do you think? I really enjoyed it. Mm. Very zen, isn't it? <laughs> I listened to... In the garden. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I listened to that and yeah. the nephew and stuff. I just listened to the first one. Just, yeah. But look, again, spoiler alert, we're mad for GC in this house. But she's got a lovely voice for podcast. I love the way she says... Did you see her talking about the podcast, how she was asked to do a podcast? And she said, and I said to my agent, do not ring me. With anything boring like that again, do not even bother. Don't bother. That's terrible, GC. But um, I love the fact that she had no time, placed no value on podcasting whatsoever, and she's fucking killing it. I know. Like ourselves, Emma. I know. We didn't give a shit about podcasts either. I love how Still she moved the team in from in from the sun. Oh yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's just a beautiful person. You know, I did like that episode. I'll have to listen to more, but I did. Um, you know, you have to judge these things on how they make you feel. That was a good feeling. I thought it was. Do you know what? Because you know, I'm very true crime heavy. Yes. I thought it was a nice, nice antidote to that. Ah, yeah. 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 So. Um, maybe when you're done with this one, guys, um, you you can flick over to the GC now. In terms of world domination plan, first of all, a couple of people got on about the merch. Now it is on the Julie to do list to do a website, (laughs) but um, it's happening. (coughs) But just not right now, okay? So uh, not right now. But we will get it done in the next couple of weeks. We will certainly get it done by our next live event. Which oh. is happening the 13th of October, October, Emma. In Cork. In Cork. Cork. Who's our special guest? Our special guest is Laura O'Mahony. Oh, Laura O'Mahony, who is absolutely fucking hilarious. She's so funny, isn't she? If you're listening in Cork, please come. It's the 13th of October. Laura's our special guest. It's going to be absolutely deadly. Yeah. Um, we're also, we're going to be on uh, the same evening as Sexy Beast yeah. with the fantastic Tony Cantwell. I mean, could you ask for anything more of a Sunday evening in Gore? That's his podcast. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely brilliant. So that's the 13th of October, guys. It's the Cork Podcast Festival. Check it out. 
Look, even if you're not living in Cork, everyone's got a cousin in Cork. Somebody knows somebody in Cork. Tell them to come, is what we're saying. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie. Have you got a cousin in Cork? I have a lot of cousins in Cork. Well, favourite uncles in Cork. Oh. Uncle Moss. Oh, he's in Cork. Yeah, okay. Uncle Moss. When I sported Alison very early on in my career, I did a gig in Clonkilty. Career. It's, come. it's a career now. I've We're amongst friends time. now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's happening. I I just feel like if I say it enough. Yeah, I might try. It is a career. Um, that's I just kind of like it's the whole like visualization realization thing. Like, do you remember Jerry when she visualized that she was going to marry George Michael? Oh yeah. And then she did the whole like, oh, and it's so funny because now I'm best friends with George Michael. Is she? Oh, and she I didn't put know. A wish on the Jerry, back of, she doesn't talk about it a lot. No. But um, George Michael, may you rest in peace. But also, she wrote it on the back of a photo of George Michael to make it happen, Emma. To make it happen. Oh, maybe I should start doing this. I think you need to start, like, too many family photos in this, gaff. You need to have more of George Michael. I've been wasting my day with today. I've been going around singing uh, in the style of Macy Gray, but not singing any of the, the lyrics. Okay. Did you ever watch The Cribs with Macy Gray? Yeah. Oh my God, gas! The way none, like none of the kids gave a shit when she walked into the room and she was like, "Hey, get down!" She's and they were like quite no, an old like, character. No. She's just I can never imagine Macy shouting. It's like I ha- kids honestly were running riot, Emma. I have it's like one of your old Snapchat ma- videos. <laughs> I'm a self-driven inventor today. Ha 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 so yeah it hasn't been a good day she did the she did the european music awards in dublin fuck yeah Yeah. and she ended up hanging out on talbot street because she said i like i like to go where where the streets are dirty and i was like you don't have to go very far in dublin love Jesus. So she hung out in Talbot Street. That was her spot. Um, yeah, so we're 13th of October. Favourite uncle is in Cork. I don't know, is he going to come? Sure, he might, he might be up to something else. That was the gig that he thought Alison was sporting me. Oh, nice. Uh, you know when it's it's just so early in the career, yeah. I'm going to use the word again. Yeah. I was like, Moss, play a cool, play a cool, play a cool. Oh, my God. Yeah, he said something to Alison, like, how long have you been sporting Julie? Or something to that effect. And he was so cute, he cried. Oh, my God. He's such a doubt. Shout out to Uncle Moss. He's fantastic. And, yeah, Big I have a lot of cousins in Cork. Moss. So get on to your cousins in Cork. Now, back to you as an individual listener. We're also doing a very special gig at the Dublin Podcast Festival, 15th of October. It's happening in the podcast studio. November. 15th of November. Thank you, Emma. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the Up to 90 podcast happening in the podcast studio 15th November please come and bring yeah. a friend it'll be a lot of crack I don't know tickets for both are on Ticketmaster aren't they they're both they should both be on Ticketmaster yeah, yeah. They, they both are yeah. yeah so easy to find easy to get book in advance because not huge capacity nice intimate mm. fun gigs 
and a big thank you to anyone who came to our fantastic Whelan's night. I know. They were deadly, weren't they? All the, all the listeners. Like a million, a million years yeah, ago. A million years ago. Well, we've had a busy couple Jesus. of weeks. Yeah. But it was oh. lovely meeting everyone. You're I just such a bunch, bunch of sounders. We're mad about you. Thank you so much for oh coming. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I have... Uh, my brother Simon got in touch because he listened to the live episode. I mean, Are you at the stage where you're emailing now? Are you that family? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's WhatsApp, WhatsApp. So he basically got in touch with me about the cats. You know, I kind of just shake out about the cat. So he said, the cat Max, or the stupid fucking cat, as dad referred to him. And the reason this was, well, there was lots of reasons, but one day Max jumped out of a bedroom window onto my mom's head. She was in the garden. So, and we were all sitting in the sitting room. I just feel like your poor mom. I know, like, cause she actually, cause I went and asked her, and she's like, it was. She felt like she said, uh, it was like someone throwing a really heavy pillow on her head. Oh gosh! So what happened was that my mom saw Max on the back wall, looking kind of drunk and stuff, and then he went to the passageway, and he died, and he was buried in the garden. Poison was suspected that perhaps. Oh, and that perhaps it was a case of mistaken identity. No. So my mom said that there was rumours going around that somebody had put down something poisonous. Yeah. Uh, because somebody else in the locality had lost a cat. So Max was buried in the back garden. His mother, Four Socks, she never came back. And Snowy was put in the wheelie bin. Okay. Yeah. Snowy's so putting the wheelie bin. Credit where credit is due. Yeah. Bit of a pet hierarchy there in terms yeah. of burial. I yeah. I don't know because we had we probably had Snowy longer, but then there was another scandal between Forsax and her son Max because I said to Simon, "Oh yes, Max was uh, sexually assaulting his mother," and he was like, "Oh, I don't know if it was that far." And then I asked my mum about it the other day and she goes, oh yeah, that's right. And they were like, and he had gotten the snip is what my dad well, piped see, up and said. Well, you see, this is the thing. The neutering kind of fucks them up a bit because my cocker spaniel Nessie was always humping yeah. my cat like all the time and it wasn't consensual. Yeah, like that's what Stan was humping Coco for a long time and he'd gotten the snip. Well, look, and he, he used Stan to hump, hump his own mother, but a he sex used offender. To, I've said it before. He used to hump his mother in the face, which I thought was, I don't know, it just seems worse, even though it's not like it does seem worse. But he's actually stopped that. He's not as into that anymore, but he was humping Coco. I mean, Stan. <laughs> Poor old Stan. But no, look, I do think with the whole. Um, humping your mother in the face. I mean, <laughs> like, honestly, that's fairly... I didn't even know what facial tattoo that would be. I know it's a teardrop for murder, but I just don't even know. That would be like a waterfall on your face. Know. No, I think that, actually, I did on the subject of cats. You know, we have a cat that we've kind of adopted. It's like a next-door cat. But the oh, cat yes. Hangs out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mad for Fred, but I did discover a bit of a grim discovery um for, like fred gets really excited when he sees the cat and i love just seeing how excited he is to see yeah. the cat. but i did make the grim discovery that his private nickname for me which i'm not going to share in the podcast i will share at a live episode if you come wink wink nudge nudge 
Um, Fred's I private name for you. Private nickname. Something to do with boobs, is it? He's. You're mad for my kids. <laughs> it's because I've got them out right now. I remember. Um, them up and down. He, it's weird. It's not, they're like my one asset. Can I even say two assets? Because they're sec- yeah. technically double. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I discovered anyway, I walked in on him calling the cat this exact same nickname. So the lines have become very blurred. And I don't know how I feel about the cat now. But when you say you walked in on him calling the cat, what well, was he, he was doing fe- with he the was cat? He was feeding the cat. So the cat's got feeding a little bowl. the cat bowl. what? Milk. What kind of Actual milk. milk. Okay. Actual milk. Um, so yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. But Jesus. Anyways, there you go. Do you know the cat that has gotten into the car while we were doing the podcast and everything outside? Do you know, I forgot, to, I don't know if I told you this. Do you know what the cat's I, name is? Do you know is? we can hear the footsteps in some of the podcasts? Because the cat is walking on the glass. <laughs> It's just I love so that intense. But guess what the cat's name is? Tell us. Julie. No way. Swear Julie to God. the cat. Yeah, yeah. The I kids do, told me. I forgot to tell you. I do have little penchant for I love calling the cats the proper name, like like a Stephen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love a bit of that. Richard or whatever. So, yeah. So, look, Fred's having an affair with the cat, but your look... To be continued, at least she's not sitting on his mother's face, I suppose. Yeah, at least he's not humping his mother's face. Sarah Ferguson. So, Sarah, were you a fan? She was a ginger. She was a ginger. I wasn't a fan. Well, I'll put it this way. I was... I know, I was going to say I was intrigued by her. I wouldn't go that far, but definitely it would have been all over the Oprah. Somebody got in touch, I can't remember who it was, that we should do Oprah for our 100th episode. And I was like, that's a great shout. I, do you know what? Somebody suggested that before, and I think it's genius. So yeah. whoever these people are, because de- 100th episode wouldn't be too far off, It's not it? that far away. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, obviously, big live one for that. <laughs> you get a... What you one? got a call. You get a up to 90 postcard. Have you seen, you get an have you seen though, the food line? I'm losing a bit of love. Oh. It's kind of up there with Katie Price when she was saying, no. you got strawberry, don't you, Harvey? You know, oh. when she was doing the shakes. Katie's gone. Yeah. well, She's the fa- gone. The phone doesn't recognise her anymore. She's gone so far with the facial surgery. But she, oh, like some of the recent videos. Yeah. But I I mean, uh, we're not putting Oprah in that category, but like there's a lot of like, you wouldn't believe this pizza base is made with... Cauliflower, is it? Cauliflower. Oh, yeah. I'm That's sneaking some veggies in. Like, I just don't know why is the question. Why is she doing it? She we all understand. We all understand why George Foreman did it with the grill. But, like, surely she's got enough going on. Hang on. She's got the pizza, the Oprah pizza in the press. Oh, we're getting the rice cakes. We're getting the rice cakes. Um, Do you know why I want to have this rice cake? Because it says that it has uh, sesame seeds. I mean, Ella went to the shop there earlier on, but I don't really see the sesame seeds. I just want to try one. Try one. I, no, I'm good. Thank you so much, Mrs. Speaking of rice cakes, mm. do you know what would go so nice at this rice cake right now, Emma? What? Oh, you might be onto something there. I had somebody come up to me today, and I think you've got a similar story, judging by our social media content during the week. Mm. Somebody came up to me today uh, at the gig, Cherry uh, Comedy in Wienens, every Monday, only a fiver if you buy online. I mean, it's a steal. But somebody came up to me and said that they'd listened to so many up to 90s that they were now addicted to Copperberg. Like, it's their drink now. That's That's, lovely, isn't it? I mean, doesn't that just warm your cockles? 
It's great. Yeah, I'm delighted. Uh, so just in case you're just tuning in for the first time, Kaffelberg is our sponsor. Thank you for coming into our lives. Uh, the wonderful Kaffelberg. And I think we had somebody on during the week to say. Same thing, yeah. Same thing. We're spreading the Kaffelberg gospel. I hope Mary's enjoying her hamper. Oh, yes, Mary. Of course, sister of Sliden and Ivan. Mm. Uh, Mary won her hamper and couldn't have gone to a nicer person. Absolutely delighted. Met Mary at the Vodafone as well, and she's a sounder. So I hope you're still working yes. away. I remember saying that. Yeah, uh, we do. I mean, there was a lot of Copperberg in there, Mary. So we just, we just hope for the sake of your internal organs, like you haven't polished it all off. You know, drink responsibly and all the rest. Well, I would say drink responsibly, but like, but let's you know, just let's still have a bit of crack because I think if you're too sensible, you're just actually going to miss out on the purpose of alcohol, aren't yeah. you? I mean, that's I, that phrase needs to be changed. I think it should be drink, it should be drink responsibly enough. Yeah, that can is key. You're mm. right. Drink responsibly enough. And that's, that's our mantra. Speaking <laughs> of drinking responsibly enough, Sarah Ferguson. So mm. I was mad for a bit of Fergie. Uh, she was born. I you loved her, did you? Was mad for her. Well, of course, I come from a family that are just obsessed with the royals. Like, they're just totally obsessed. It's a very common thing in Ireland, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think especially um, women of a certain age, like a generation of mams are just mad for the royals. I don't know if that same fervour there now, but I think that I they were like, you know, they were... Uh, the kings and queens, pardon the bone of celebrity culture back in the day. Well, I think it's just because that they were big, huge stars. That, yeah, exactly. But they were only across the water. Like mm. you could, you know. Well, I think when Sarah Ferguson married Andrew, we were, we were all we were all thinking, look, we're all in Anything's for the running possible. here. Yeah. Know, yeah. So basically, I'd known this about Sarah. Uh, so she was born into a family. The mom and dad got d- divorced when she was small. Um, the mother went off, married a polo player and all the rest. She was like quite dazzling. And I think Sarah always kind of felt a bit inadequate in her shadow. That okay. kind of vibe was such a daddy's girl. So she went to live with her dad. He was a major. Um, he was really into the whole uh, horses thing and all the rest. So she was like a real like sporty, outdoorsy kind of like very earthy girl wasn't particularly academic obviously got sent to like very fancy schools and all the rest was kind of known for being really lovely really bubbly like into her swimming her sport tennis all that um but just wasn't you know ever going to be a straight a student didn't need to be a straight a student because she got married to prince andrew 1986 um they announced their engagement and what was nice about this was so prince andrew had been a bit of a playboy prince back in the day. Like, right. you know, went out with a lot of actresses. And so people were a little bit surprised when he announced his engagement to Fergie. But they had been buddies since they were kids. So the thing with Fergie and Andrew, which made them very different from, say, Charles and Diana, was they were great buddies. They had a lot in common, yeah. a lot of similar interests. They really had the crack with one another. And you could tell that from the get-go. So that was the main difference. So whereas people would have looked at Charles and Diana and said, oh yeah, they look like a great fit. And then they would have looked at, say, Andrew and Sarah, Sarah and yeah. said, no, not a great fit. The opposite was true. Like they were actually a great little match. Um, and uh, so they've been buddies since they were um, since they were uh kids 
And uh, then anyway, obviously they shacked up and they were married in Westminster Abbey, 23rd of July, 1986. And of course they got the titles. What were the titles? Duchess of... What so the, the Duke of York and the Duchess of York. So oh, they yeah. were the titles that were bestowed upon them. I remember her dress was fairly mad, wasn't it? Like it was very poofy, poofy, poofy. I mean, I wouldn't have been a fan, although she still maintains in recent interviews that she loved the dress, which I think is a brave statement, given that the 80s it's fashion awful. did nobody any Well, favors. it was just like everything was puffy, like the colour. The shoulders. A lot of puff. It was a just lot puff, of puff, puffy McPufferson. Um, so look, uh, he was in the Navy. And by the way, Prince Andrew, who obviously in has been in the How did you late, say that without going in the Navy? Because I'm a pro. I've got a career now, Emma. Okay. Um, but he was I've always known. I've got a mediocre hobby, so I can do it. In he was Navy. always known and still to this day known as the Queen's favourite. So Fergie was definitely going up against her from day one. Um, he was in the Navy, sing your song. In the Navy. And with being in the Navy, he was away a lot. So uh, he was only at home for the first few years. He would only be home for 45 days out of the year. And so I could so have married was, him for that. Oh, can you imagine all the Netflix time you get in? But like if I had to marry him, not now, back then. If I had to marry him and only see him for 45 days of the year, I'd be like... Grand. Yeah, no, it is not. Imagine the, the sneaky bottles of wine on the way home. Every time Fred texts and says, I might just stay over at this gig, he comes home mm. and there's just like a bottle of red wine by the sink. He's like, oh, she's been on the wine again. And he usually finds me to be fair, like on the front step, like just <laughs> sprawled. Yeah. Uh, so they had their first baby. Do you remember the name of the first baby? Starts with a B. Beatrice. Beatrice, 1988. And then swiftly followed, 1990, by the other daughter. Oh. She's kind of the media, well, I was going to say media sweetheart, but she would like. I know. I don't I think of her like name. The magazine sector and all the rest. Eugenie. Oh, yeah, Eugenie. Two so, daughters. Absolutely fucking useless. Yeah, I mean, fuck's sake. You have one job, Fergie, one job. So the biographer, Sarah Bradford, would have read this book back in the day. Mm. She kind of emphasised the fact that, like, Fergie was really lonely because, um, like, he was away, Andrew was away so much, all the rest. Mm. 1991, they were in trouble. We all know what that means. The couple had drifted apart. And Mm. uh, increasingly... The Duchess was frequently seen in the company of other men. Most notably, do you remember, um, she was always seen hanging out with this Texas guy, uh, Steve Wyatt. She was like this multi-millionaire businessman. Oh, yeah. Um, so then 1992, they announced they were separated. And then after uh, Like the it's a lot to squeeze in getting married in 1984. Two kids. And 86. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's yeah. what I meant to say. 86. Done and dusted by 92 and I've gotten two kids in the mix there as well. Yes. Now, the thing was, was that obviously when they were separated straight away. Now, it was just common knowledge that Prince Philip in particular never had any time for Fergie. Mm. Just found her like a bit rough and ready. uh, Just had no time for her whatsoever. Is he dead yet? No. No, he is not. They're really dragging that one out, aren't they? I know. Can you believe George? And we still have Prince Philip. I mean, with all them grandchildren, could they not just get one of the grandchildren to kind of be crawling on the floor and like, oh, fuck, he's, he's pulled I the cord. I they stopped 
getting him to drive like surely we should be encouraging him to yeah. go off for a little he should lead a big a hunt or something shouldn't he yes would that yeah. do it uh, so he was never a fan so the second they were separated basically the palace wanted to really limit Fergie's role in public life so they were mm-hmm. like no more official duties that's it now and very early on because this was one of the things with Fergie which nobody could understand she was always so shit with money like she mm. was always in debt always always so the queen said very early on listen just so you know like we're not going to be taking any responsibility for the personal debt here like that's on you um, and then 1992 then, uh, so what happened was, um, it, this was when the big scandal happened. Do you remember what this was? Oh, she got filmed. Did she get filmed by a newspaper accepting the deal for to well, do something? Well, that's more what was recently, that? but in 1992, I'm going to show you the pic now. Um, so the Duchess was embroiled in what was like, I mean, probably well up until recently, um, the royal family's biggest ever scandal when her financial advisor uh, was photographed sucking her toes Uh-oh. in San Tropez and they published the pics in the Daily Mirror. Look at that. Like actual, t- like full on toe sucking. Well, that rice cakes right up now And she again. was mad for the Texans because he was Texan as well. And then obviously all the rest, like they were, you know, shown like kissing, embracing, all the rest. And then Eugenie was there in one picture. So in one picture, she was in the background and like, thankfully, he was just kissing her on the mouth, um, Fergie. But obviously, like this made the cover of the Daily Mirror. Um, and like she was pictured like topless and all the rest, but it was really just the toe sucking that was the killer. And the worst part was the morning the photographs were published, Fergie was actually staying away for it at Balmoral with the rest of the royal family. Can you imagine? God. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was going to be like, and Fergie was seen picking up like fungal but nail But can you imagine the, the breakfast table the next morning? But interestingly, the royal writer Richard claimed, he claimed in the Daily Mail that he got a message um, via pager from Princess Diana the night before uh, saying the redhead's in trouble. So she got on to this guy to say, listen, just so you know, like um, the redhead's in trouble, which kind of points to the fact and it was very well documented that like when they started out like Diana and Fergie were great buddies but yeah. their relationship was really strained so when Diana was killed and she spoke with this of course on Oprah yeah. that they weren't actually speaking but they had like a very you know maybe off and on friendship so anyway she sent that text to that effect and obviously you know huge scandal and um, it clearly you know kind of I suppose uh sped up the whole divorce proceedings and all the rest and like Fergie just got out of there and then she went back um to Surrey and it was even more embarrassment and I remember this moment and like look at her there trying to laugh it off but I don't know if you remember this she arrives at the house in Surrey with the kids nobody was there to open the gates Oh. Yeah, so she was sitting in the car and all the like the you know the reporters and stuff lining up and there's all these pictures of her like locked out and like then the detective got out he unlocked the barrier all the rest she, they got in shock horror um the, after four years of separation they announced their divorce in May 1996 and like the whole thing with Fergie was 
She always said like that Andrew and herself were best buds. And the thing with Andrew and Fergie was, even though they separated and divorced, mm. they were kind of known for their living arrangement. So he had a house directly beside her house. Yeah. They were effectively like next door neighbours up until present day. Like it, it has always been the case that they've been great buddies. Even when she got embroiled in another scandal, which you referenced there, which was um, back in 2012, where the News of the World, which of course is like since uh, done and dusted, um, basically kind of set up a sting on her, whereby um, they essentially had a guy pay, offer to pay Fergie 500,000 in cash for access to Prince Philip. So they obviously secretly filmed the whole thing. Mm. The transaction was done. And it was only when, and actually she got very testy about this in a 60 seconds interview, 60 minutes interview uh, on Australian 60 seconds would be pretty quick, wouldn't it? It'd be a good interviewer, <laughs> wouldn't he? <laughs> to get it all out of the person within 60. Very, really good at the old probing. Stop watch on the table. Um, but he, uh, so this interviewer basically touched upon the whole like scandal mm. and she got really pissed off about it because he was like, oh yeah, well you get, she was like talking about giving the, you know, the money back and all the rest when she realised like this guy wasn't, you know, what he claimed to be. And she, he was like, well, you gave it back when the scandal broke to be fair yeah 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 and she got all yeah. pissy but again you see it's the thing of like that she once again like she was just constantly shit with money like she was up shit creek money wise was looking like she was gonna have to file for bankruptcy all that kind of crack and this was her out and basically she took it and one of the things she did say at the time and she's emphasized it since was you know i just feel so bad because like you know andrew didn't know anything about this i've let down my best friend constantly she does constantly refer to him even now as like her best buddy and her best friend mm. so what a lot of people would kind of suspect because Andrew was always known as being completely mad for it like I can remember reading um a couple of royal biographies always like would highlight the fact that he was just insatiable when it came to the wanking so apparently he was just constantly like on the wank, like leaving used tissues all around the gaff, like not even throwing it in a bin. And that registered with me as a sassy 11 year old. I said, that is just not etiquette when it comes to masturbation. So he would just be constantly wanking, like leaving did the tissues around for Did you have to do the hand gesture people. under the kitchen table? This is the wanking gesture. And okay? you did the like, the If I had a dick, it would after. be this big. Like a courgette. Was known as being like mad for it. Of course, there were many rumors circulating around Andrew for a long time, mm. like in relation to underage girls. Obviously, most recently, like this whole Epstein thing has drawn attention to that. But these rumors have been around for ages. And even, mm. you know, I was looking back at entries there this evening, and it's gas how like these things just don't date well. So like yeah. Fergie being asked like 10 years ago about these rumours about like Andrew like getting off of these underage kids. Like, well, kids, forget, you know, the word the word underage, but basically like having sex with kids um, between 1999 and 2002. And this is the, the most recent um, yeah. accusation <laughs> now that kind of people are talking most about. But she would be saying, you know, I can't believe people are spreading these salacious lies and all the rest. But what a few people now would have said to me relatively recently, because, of course, with Prince Andrew being in the news, they would be of the opinion that they essentially had like kind of a polyamorous arrangement so yeah. that they got divorced but never really disconnected. 
hence the like living arrangement with the two houses why they were always on such good terms all that and probably divorce just to shut the likes of prince philip up and have maybe maintained some form of intimate relationship now they could still be just friends maybe nothing's happened since 1996 who's to know but they certainly are still very close buddies she has stood by him with this whole Epstein scandal, Epstein scandal at the moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, even sure when it first broke, weren't they off in Spain together on holidays and all that kind of crack? So, you know, there's still certainly a unit of sorts. Yeah. Even in the wake of like all this shit. Opinion. I'm still. Uh, the wanking now. Um, I'm I'm still back there. To no, be I honest, I can see. I can see. I can see you're still there. But tell me, Fergie, thoughts? Uh, always thought she was fairly. I just thought she was a sad character, to be honest. Because even I remember when she came out and. She had lost weight and she kind of had a glow up and she was doing uh, Weight stuff, Watchers. Yeah, for yeah. Weight Watchers and whatever. I still was just like, mm, I just always... There's I, always been the reek of desperation off her. Yeah, desperation yeah. and disingenuous. And even when she talked about Andrew and she's like, oh, my best friend and I just love him so much. And, you know, we just, we, we care about each other. And blah, I was like, oh, every time I was like, oh, well, it's just something about it. I was just like, not buying it. I think she's obviously fairly grabby, grabby, grabby. Well, look, um, let's face it. Something is up, like in terms of like the money side of things. I mean, like what the fuck is going on there? Like she is just, it's all, it's obviously all about Fergie because mm. there's no way somebody, you know, who has been on the receiving end of so much wealth down through the years should be in constantly dire straits when it comes to money well, like the thing She's I don't just understand about these posh rich birds is like obviously they've been going around to like dinner parties and carried out to do their fucking party pieces since they could like walk and then it's also I, I didn't know what to, I didn't know how to be a royal and assume you were just doing exactly what the fuck you've been doing before just in a nicer fucking gaff fuck off well she did claim now just to be fair that she only inverted commas received 15,000 a year as a divorce settlement and she said that Weight Watchers was the source of her income but then uh, subsequent information given uh, to the Sunday Telegraph revealed that she had received a lump sum settlement of 3 million pounds so again there was a lot of that like woe was me oh it was a like, lot of like, oh, I need to get out there. Like, I mean, there was, I'm a single mother. I was just about to say, because I've talked about this, so, like off. wheeling out that I was just a single mum thing. And I just think it's such a disservice to people who are actually struggling. And it really pisses me off. Yeah. Like, because we were talking about this going a couple back of weeks to education, ago. doing yeah. a fucking false course. So like, there was off. a lot of that. Um, and, you know, like a couple of other things I do think with Sarah, like, I would have always been a fan of her during the 90s. Mm. And, you know, with the whole toe-sucking thing and all the rest, like, I think you couldn't help but cringe for her because it was just so embarrassing. But I'm sorry, if anyone went to suck my toe, they'd be in hospital because my... my <laughs> 
literally and mentally my knee-jerk reaction would be just kick them in the face yeah absolutely but i do think um but actually fred fred did try to kiss me behind the ear when i was cooking a nice lentil towel the other day and again my reflex action um would have been so i actually hit him in the eye yeah but i just i i couldn't think about it it was just as you say reflex i mean hump me in the face all you want but kiss me behind my ear no thank you that level that's aggressive no i mean i was cooking i was cooking and i was cooking with a hot pan like he's lucky i didn't scold him he got away lightly but i did feel bad when he was wandering around with his little red eye um, but it was I didn't mean it like I just it was just I wasn't ready for that level of intimacy um, but yeah so a lot of that and there was what I but what I would say lighter during the 90s I think 100% agree with you, Emma I think lately it's wearing a bit thin mm. it's been wearing thin for years Sarah um, you know a lot of oh me and the girls just sit around in our jammies like eating shepherd's pie all day um, and in, I think it was a few years ago she kept <laughs> referring to Prince Andrew in an interview as my handsome prince and it's like let it go love you have been divorced since 1996. But like, don't be saying that openly. Like, he's an absolute ogre anyway. Yeah, no, like, he's pretty gross. With the big gross. royal head on him. Um, and then, I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know, I was trying to find, I was actually trying to find the, the, the oak here, but just to kind of paraphrase, don't know if you remember this, so you know the way Beatrice got married there? Mm. And you know the way Beatrice was raging because Meghan Markle had announced her pregnancy? Oh, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was absolutely seething. And um, no one was going to give Fergie, a shit about your wedding. Fergie, it Regardless wasn't happening thing. anyway, love. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but Fergie was raging about that. I can't believe, like, stole Beatrice's big mo- moment and all the rest. Exactly that, Emma. Nobody was going to give a shit anyway. Don't put that on Megan. Like, nobody gave a shit. Like, honestly. But what really creeped me out was when they announced their engagement, Fergie um, came out with this mental statement oh gosh, talking no. about how. Uh, her future son-in-law was her best friend. And I was like, I'm going to use the phrase, it's official merch now, red flag. I mean, seriously. So her future son-in-law is her best is friend. Is her best friend. But she's only saying this about people who she's she's fucking on the reg. So I just don't know what the fuck's going on. But yeah, so look, that's Fergie standing by her man. Uh, Tammy Winnett style. There's something very odd and uh, dare I say it's something sinister. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say there's something almost and you know I know we can't blame her for the whole Prince Andrew thing we can't judge her for that but I now look at their dynamic almost as as you say sinister almost seedy. Do you ever see there's something about the two of them that's a bit gross. Did you ever see that thing that the royals did before where they did these games and they were dressed up in medieval costumes and it was outside. And they got to kill a couple of peasants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew just wanked wanked at them then. Wanked on them. But would you know he's a chronic masturbator? He has the he has the, the kind of neckline of it i would say yeah, yeah one wrist is quite strong mm. and the other one looks quite lackluster it's like a big Have foam hand yeah him getting prepped before press conferences and just keep the right hand in the pocket because we don't want people to see the 
magnitude of the muscles there. Um, they used to do this thing. I think it was very short lived. It was like weekend family uh, entertainment TV where they were outside and they were kind of playing all these silly little games and they were dressed up as like in medieval gear. Fun. Fun. And it was the royals. And it was all like the crap royals that no one gave a shit about. And obviously Fergie was there. And it was just... it's There's something quite off about the whole thing. But then it is an institution built on fucking your cousins. So, I mean... Yeah, like I do think... I mean, that's essentially the mantra of it, I isn't it? I would still maintain would have had a lot Fuck of love for, her, for Fergie. 80s, 90s Fergie. But at really? this stage, you should have caught the fuck on. Yeah. You know? And I would still have sympathy for her with the whole toe-sucking thing. I mean, oh, God. Like, you just don't want that shit coming out in the wash. But I think the whole... I mean, she has to stand by her man because God knows he stood by her when she's fucked up. Yeah. But at the same time, like, she must know, like, that he was being an absolute creep. Yeah. I love that story about Andrew talking about how uh, he was giving out about how it's so hard for the British royals because the European royals get away with murder. Do you know that story about the, no. the, the journalist? No, I mean, a journalist of... A writer of like repute came out to say he like you know was in this Epstein mansion or something. Uh, it was the New York Manhattan the house, that house in Manhattan. Okay, yeah. And that he was giving out uh, he was getting a foot massage from one of these like young Russian girls. Mm. He was saying about how it's so unfair, you know, that European royals can come in and out of of the palace whenever they want, and there's no press, there's no intrusion, but he can't do anything and all the rest. And I just think that image of him getting the foot massage, giving out about how unfair everything is, just sums it all up. Well, obviously, he fucking exhausted himself with the wanking because he's retired from public life, hasn't he? He has. But I mean... Whatever that means. I mean, even the thing he said about, you know, coming out with the statement, how he's so appalled about, like, you know, pe- people taking adva- accusing him of taking advantage of young women and all the rest. You're like, well... I mean, sitting there letting a young woman massage your feet. Yeah, but did he deny it? Or did he just say he was appalled at people saying it? Oh, he's flatly denied it all. Flatly denied to a hilt. But it's funny, isn't it? Because he was actually, to digress for a moment, but he was constantly giving out about the fact that his daughters, he wanted them basically to have... Um, you know, the same kind of royal treatment as the other royals, in, like obviously, specifically William and Harry. Yeah. But then again, you know, coming back to all that real kind of bratish attitude that he wants them to enjoy the advantages, but not actually have to do anything, do anything, which kind of probably sums up the parenting approach by the two of them, even though Eugenie is supposed to be very normal girl. I'm not saying anything. You know, I'm not saying Beatrice is not normal, but I just heard from people who work in media within London that, like, she's just supposed to be, like, a lovely girl. Okay. I don't mind her. She seems grand. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know enough about them. Like, I can't, I can't hear their voices or whatever. Like, you know, the two of them just look like the kind of nose out of joint cousins. Who but was the one James Blunt, apparently... It was Eugenie was messing around with the sword and cut him in the face. Do you remember that? He was talking about it on Graham Norton. Could like could it be any more privileged? Messing around with a sword. We've all been there, Emma. 
Jesus. Caught his face? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you know he gave me a peck on the cheek on my birthday? I do know the story, yeah. Other voices in Dingle, he played other voices and it was my birthday. He gave me a little peck on my cheek. So what I'm saying is he's an ex. Um, yeah. Please respect my privacy at this difficult time. All the rest. We've established Andrew is gross. Yeah. Um, we don't mind the kids. I think a preference for Eugenie, just yeah, based yeah. on where he's a melt. Fergie's Fergie, a Jerry. I used to love her, but she, she actually she is. Do you know what? She's an angel card reader now, isn't she? Really, Fergie. Yeah, I, but you see, I was. I don't know. You see, for me on the Jerry scale, Fergie would get a six and a half. Okay, and here's why: because there's not enough highs with Fergie there's not enough of her reeling us in going oh no she's she's great now you know there's not enough look at, like you know yeah there's not enough been, highs and lows I mean I did enjoy her I did enjoy uh, I did enjoy her uh, trying to sell herself as a Weight Watchers representative oh, I did yeah, enjoy really I did, did enjoy that, that car really crash television that. She went for that big time, like. But uh, do you remember she, there was huge controversy because she was talking. She actually made that comment. I'm retracting everything, and I'm now Team Beatrice because I've just remembered. Do you remember she made the comment in the interview saying, "Oh, you know, even it's great because I know with the girls, even Beatrice now is putting a bit of weight on, so it's great to have something like this." Um, and she was constantly making these horrendous faux pas in interviews. Oh it was like, God. "Please do not let." Fergie anywhere near a microphone but so I'm going to retract that and we are also team Beatrice but yes yeah, so she tried to get the kids involved much like we've mentioned at the start of the podcast our old mate Katie Katie Harvey loves Trophy don't you Harvey My loves Trophy no she's gone I saw her there Harvey's recently. like can I just have a quiet life that's all I I don't ask for much my, oh, I just they, want a my, quiet life. But the thing that's happening there is, and it's the first signs that you're losing them for English celebrities, is they start dropping syllables out of the words, like like it's a stroke or something. Aye. That's how she talks now. And I'm not a nurse. I'm not a medical professional. Do you think though, I think maybe it's just because she can't move some parts of her face anymore. Well, that could be possible. That's why I'm just, I have been yeah, tempted. Yeah, I have been tempted to um, Did he sing go down to you? the cosmetic surgery route. But I just, I'm still using my face. So I'm just kind of reluctant yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, he did, but it was for the other voices, which happens every are year you? in yeah. Dingle. Sorry, are um, other voices a patron? And Don't please so. support the podcast, other voices. I James yeah, Blunt, so I was there. The no, that was back in my early twenties. You gave me your best years. I gave him my best years, but he's actually a lot of fun on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. I've heard. On that note, <laughs> uh, I've been Judy J. You said that like you've been slipping into your DMs. He's a lot of fun. A lot of emoji faces. I don't want to talk about it because I'm, you know, in a relationship now. But and I've moved on with my life. But, you know, we had a nice time together. Yeah. They look, wink, can't. wink. Winky face. Winky kiss face. Winky kiss face. Winky kiss face. Winky kiss face. Winky face. No. Uh, I've been Jeannie J. I've been Emma Dorn. God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.